great, a great thing. You know, we can never underestimate the power of the words that we speak. And I feel like the Lord is saying to our generation, now is the time. Now is the time when a kingdom authority is going to be released to, to the body of Christ. A kingdom authority. To call things that are not as though they were. In Isaiah 42, 9, the Lord said that He declares things even before they come into existence. He declares them. I think it's important that we remember the power that our spoken words have to release things in the supernatural realm. If we're going to be able to do that, we have to understand the power of our spoken word for the good, obviously, but also for the bad. Um, I don't know. You know, what if somebody were to uh, suddenly, unknowingly record every word that you spoke in a 24-hour period and replay it across the waves of Fox News? How many people would kind of cringe at that? Let's take it a step further. What if in addition to the spoken words you said, in one day they had a transcript of the thoughts that you had and added that to it? That would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, you know, my heart broke when Alec Baldwin had that very thing happen to him a few weeks ago. You guys, did you guys hear about that? Read that in the news? On Fox News, they had a tape-recorded conversation or a message that Alec Baldwin had left on his 11-year-old daughter's voicemail. And, you know, Alec Baldwin's a movie star, a celebrity. He was married to Kim Basinger, another movie star. They divorced several years ago, and evidently through their custody battles over their daughter, you know, she was having his conversations recorded and all this, that, and the other. And he was caught and played across the airwaves, the Internet, calling his 11-year-old daughter all kinds of horrible names, like a rude, rude thoughtless little pig and... Just all these things. Now, for those of you who caught wind of that on the news, what was your first response? Was it, oh, I can't believe it. This, you know, stuck-up, arrogant, you know, pagan man, Hollywood superstar? Or was it, woe is me? Woe is me. If not for the grace and mercy of God, I'd do the same thing. And maybe I have done the same thing. Jesus said, he's without sin, cast the first stone. Right? So honestly, as devastating, obviously, as what he said to his daughter is, and that it was broadcast across the airwaves, if you can imagine that, as devastating as that is, as wrong as it is, it's equally as devastating that we hold judgment when the same thing could have been us. You know, it probably has been us if our conversations have been recorded and so there's power. You know, how many people know the devastating effect that words can have on a child? Does anybody, did anybody experience that as a child? Several people. As adults, you know the old phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? It's the stupidest phrase. I don't know who came up with it, but it's just not true, is it? Words can be the, some of the most damaging things. In this hour, the reason I feel like the Lord prompted me to talk about this subject is because in this hour, as kingdom authority is being released, it's being released through our tongue, through our mouths. 
So if you'll go with me this morning, I believe that the Holy Spirit, okay, this is important you get this, the Holy Spirit, not you and I, but the Holy Spirit wants to bridle and wants to bring a, what's the word I'm looking for, a restriction on the things that we say and the things that we think about even. Because you know what comes out of our mouth, we all know it begins in our mind, right? Or comes out of our hearts and our minds. It comes out of our mouths. Last week, you know, Bob and Bonnie Jones were here, and uh, he was just come, they were coming to be a part of the service and ended up having a word for us. And I want to read you a short excerpt of what he said, because I think this really speaks to this matter. He said, The entire body of Christ is coming to a circumcision of righteousness. If you get the seal of righteousness on you, what you say will be. What you speak of yourself is what you'll get. We need this thing in our mouth more circumcised than we need anything else. Because when they, the Israelites, crossed over to Gilgal and went to Jericho, they had to be quiet for seven days. Because if they had spoken, they would have spoken in doubt. And when they yelled, the walls went straight down. I think what an incredible picture, an illustration from Scripture of the power of the spoken word. They had to be quiet. I believe, Bob went on, I believe we're going ha- to have to be more careful and more accountable for what our tongue speaks than ever before. Gossip, slander, and the like. We've got to come to a time of a circumcised tongue. You do want to curse cancers, viruses, demonic weathering patterns, etc. That's the kind of authority you'll have. It's time that we have the say down here. (laughs) That's the way kind of Bob presents things. But he's saying, this is what the Lord's saying. It's time that you, the church, you have the say down here because scripturally, he said, you already do. The church is crossing that spirit river into new birth and new power. You know, as you think about the comparison between, in the book of John, between Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, think about their two different responses. The angel of the Lord Gabriel came to Zacharias and told him the story about how he was going to have a son, their old age. What was his response? Well, how can this be? You know, first thing out of his mouth. He was mute for a long time until the day that faith sprang up in his heart. Mary, on the other hand, the angel came. What was her response? Handmaiden of the Lord. As you say, Lord, let it be unto me. You know? So here you have this doubt versus faith. But you can see that it's expressed by the words that came out of their mouth, that sprung from their mouths. So I want to just delve into, just for a few minutes, here this idea of a circumcision of the tongue. A cutting away, if you will, is what circumcision literally means. And if you turn to John, uh, sorry, James chapter 3. James chapter 3. And uh, I want to just read, for the sake of time, uh, Peterson's rendition of this, this uh, passage here, James 3.3. 3. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain 
sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. The word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> you can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. With our tongues, we bless God our Father. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women He made in His image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. My friends, this can't go on. The spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and brackish the next day, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? The kingdom of God will be released through our tongues in certain situations. However, there is a cleansing stream of the Holy Spirit that God wants to do. And I want to share one more passage with you, but before I do that, uh, just take this illustration. This is very interesting. In studying the continent of South America, you know, the, the largest river in volume in the world is in South America, of course, being the Amazon River. Everybody's probably heard about that in northern South America. The Amazon River rises smack dab real close to the equator, so there's a, it's a tropical rainforest. There's lots of fresh water falling from the sky all the time. It also is fed by the second highest mountain range in the world, the Andes Mountains, of which a lot of people here were just in. So there's tons of mountain, fresh mountain water coming down off of these mountains and the Guiana Highlands and some other highlands in the region to feed this river. There's such a volume of water that empties out of the mouth of this river into the Atlantic Ocean that for 200 miles, the Atlantic Ocean is fresh water because of the force, the sheer force of the volume of this water that's pushing against the salt water. In this case, for the sake of illustration, the polluted water that's coming in is being pushed back by this mighty stream of the fresh water. And I felt like the Lord just prompted me with that illustration that this is a, a picture of what the Spirit of God wants to do as He releases fresh water from the mountaintop experiences, from the fresh flowings of the river. It'll stream forth. In a, you know, Jesus said that, that rivers will come forth from your belly. And it'll come out of your mouth in encouraging words, in strengthening words, in insightful words, in profound revelations that the world will stand back and marvel. But how can this be? Can fresh water come from the same spring that polluted waters also come from? How many people wish that you could take back words that you've spoken? <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm sure we all do. So finally, let's look at um, Colossians 2, verse 9. 
In the Old Testament, circumcision was a physical sign of the covenant that God made with our forefather Abraham to be a father of many nations. Despite anything that he had done, he was credited as righteous because he believed the word of the Lord. That covenant was renewed time and time again with Moses and the whole nation of Israel and with David. God's promises endure. And circumcision for the Jew in the Old Testament was a sign, was a cutting away of actual flesh that was a symbol of the cutting away that God would once do when He came in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. So in Colossians, Paul's explaining that under the New Covenant, instead of a physical cutting away, there's a spiritual cutting away of the sinful nature, right? We call it the old man sometimes, that's cut off to no longer bind us and hinder us from the greater things of God that He has to take us into. It's a wonderful thing. By the way, a little announcement, we're going to have a water baptism coming up in June. So if you haven't yet experienced the cutting away of, of baptism, I believe it's a real spiritual act. You need to experience that. So see me and we'll get you scheduled for that. But um, anyway, so what I believe the Lord wants to do this morning is as we just humbly come to Him, and Jackie had a word about repentance. I believe that was right on. Lord, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Nail it to the cross, Lord. From this day forward, we ask for the Spirit of God to cut away the polluted filth that has come through our mouths, Lord. That we might be Your voices. That we might be Your instruments. That we might be Your, your, uh, your trumpets to sound forth the Word of the Lord in our day. Amen? Let's look at this passage. Colossians 2, verse 9-14. through 14. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ. Listen to this now. You've been given it. Fullness in Christ. Who is the head over every power and authority. In Him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature. Not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. Just wait right there. That's it right there, okay? This isn't a like, a, um, okay, I feel bad, I've said bad words, now I'm going to make a commitment to myself to only say good things. That's not what I'm talking about. In fact, I would say that's impossible. Colossians 2.11 says, the circumcision is done by who? By Christ, not by who? Not by man. You and I cannot do it alone. Only the Spirit of God can do this in us. Amen? Go ahead. Then in verse 12, Having been buried with Him in baptism and raised with Him through your faith in the power of God who raised Him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, He took it away, nailing it to the cross. The Lord has good news for us this morning. He's nailed every idle word, every gossip, 
every word of slander, every word spoken to our children that we shouldn't have, every word spoken to our spouse that spouse we wish we could have taken back. He's taken it this morning when we repent and He's nailed it to the cross so that we can walk free today. I believe with a new tongue. Would anybody like for the Spirit of God to spiritually replace your tongue today? To bridle your tongue. I got the word son of encouragement, right? Wasn't that Barnabas? Sons of encouragement. You cannot be possibly a son of encouragement and a son or daughter of discouragement at the same time. It's physically and spiritually impossible. So let's stand together. I just want to pray. I want to pray for all of us. Father, we come to You this morning, Lord. Lord, and we're just broken before You, God. We recognize, Lord, our error, God. We recognize our weakness. Lord, we confess to You that we have spoken things against our neighbor that were wrong. Lord, we've uttered things even against servants of God. Lord, that we should have never said, Lord. We ask You to forgive us and cleanse us from all of those sins, Lord God. We ask You to forgive us and redeem the words that we've spoken over our children, Lord, that could, could have, having gone un, uh, um, unhindered, Lord, could, could actually be a curse on their lives, Lord. We just break that off right now by the blood of Christ. Lord, and we thank You for freedom in that, Lord. Thank You for freedom. For freedom, God. Thank you for your blood that's cleansed us, Lord. Our words, God. You don't, you don't hold them against us, Lord. They're of no account in your eyes. So right now, God, now we ask for your Holy Spirit to come. We release, we ask you to release right now a new tongue. God, you've renewed our hearts. You're, you're renewing our minds. And we ask you to include our tongues in that, Lord God. Renew our tongues, Lord. We want to offer, God. We want to offer, Lord, praises. We want to offer encouragement. We want to offer the voice of the Lord. Release our tongues to worship You. Release our tongues to prophesy. Release our tongues to declare the praises and the wonders of our God over our generation, O oh God, over our nation. We declare that our nation is free in Christ. We release Your presence over our nation, Lord, right now. We thank You for this work. We thank You for this work. We thank You for this work. Just let the mm. Marlon saw tongues of fire. Tongues of fire. And Lord, right now I release tongues of fire to rest on us, oh God. Tongues of fire to rest on us, oh God. Ho! Oh. Tongues of fire, Lord. Tongues of fire. Tongues of fire. Tongues of fire will release fire. Tongues of fire can release fire of God. Oh yeah. That's what we need, Lord. We just cry out to You for that, Lord. We're desperate for that, God. Thank You, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. We just receive that. Just take a minute just to soak in that. Mm. Thank you, Lord. 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 Stir up the gift of our tongues. Stir up a release of prophecy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, of power, God. Of power to be released in the supernatural realm through the tongue of fire, Lord God. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, as we're just soaking in this, I just want to invite you to, as we come to the Lord's table, you know, the Lord's table is really a place of repentance. It's really a place of cleansing to come down and take this juice that represents the blood. Take this blood, and isn't it ironic that it's going to literally wash your tongue today? It's going to literally wash our tongues free of criticism. Now, I'm just going to, I'm just going to just encourage you right now. You know, and there's no condemnation in this. Please hear my heart. Because, you know, we're all, I'm guilty. If there's been criticism in your mouth, let this blood wash it clean. If there's been accusation and just backbiting or any of that stuff that James says is a, can be a fire from hell, let the blood of Christ in this symbolic eye just wash you clean. And the body, the body that was broken, this is the gateway right here. His body was broken and His blood was shed that you might be redeemed. So just come up now. And we'll have some prayer team people here. If you need prayer, if you want to confess physically and let the blood cleanse you through your confession, we want you to have opportunity to do that as well.